campaign that investigates the impact of new science, technology and funding on the attitudes and behaviours of the millennial HCP and questions what the future of medicine looks like through the eyes of someone who's grown up in a culture of constant connectivity. Episode 5, Opportunities in Healthcare. A conversation between Adam Emmett, Interactive Director, and Dan Whedon, Head of Strategy at Havaslinks EU. So one of the things that really interested me outside of pharma and outside of tech was thinking about brand experiences and talks about how interactions and, and experiences of your brand can be really carefully crafted and created to either reinforce or extend the perception of that brand. And I think you can think about the obvious ones like Apple, for example, where you walk into a, an Apple store environment and it's laid out and designed in a very particular way. The person that greets you to advise you is dressed in a very particular way. You know, they've probably got the beard, they've probably got the tattoos, they're probably a bit hipster. You know, it's all designed to be um, symbolic and representative of, of Apple brand and what it stands for and represents. Even the back box and the packaging of an iPhone, you know, I think it takes seven seconds to, to lift the box off. Again, carefully crafted and designed to create that bit of anticipation. And it's these little moments and these little interactions with the brand and how they can be carefully crafted and created that really interests me from a strategic point of view because I think in my role, we do very well the brand definition and the articulation of the brand and what we stand for as a brand. But where I think sometimes we fall short, and I think farmers are an industry where we are falling short, is, is in the application of that. How do we take what that brand stands for, or even the pharma company and what they represent, and carry that right through to those individual interactions and experiences? And okay, you could argue it's very easy to talk about Apple. Yes, it is. They do it very, very well. But there's opportunities there for pharma. You think about Congress, you think about the sales call and the detail aid, you think about uh, telesales, you think about medical education, you think about uh, telehealth and some of, those, some of those more virtual experiences, right through to the patient and you think about patient support programs and you think about packaging even, and you think about nurse and patient interactions. All of these things are representative of your brand. And I think we can do a hell of a lot better job of making sure what we represent as a brand gets carried through to those interactions as well. I think it's also about establishing and building those relationships with your customers too. So yes, you know we do a lot of healthcare professional engagement, but also what does that look like for the patient? Yeah. And you know we talk about, patients being much more connected, much more opinionated online, sharing experiences. Who's to say that we couldn't start to create a relationship with the patient that is something that extends and lasts over time through managing these interactions, making sure they have a positive experience of our brand and then, then are vocal about that, that they are then loyal to our brand or our, our drug or the, the pharma company. I definitely think there's a world when we think about empowered patients, shared decision-making, the patient going to the to the conversation with the doctor, actually we're already with the point of view about what treatment and what drug they actually want. There's every reason why we should start to see how we can evolve the relationship with the patient to see them as an important stakeholder in the future. I think that actually throws all, a question mark over the, again, the, the healthcare provision and the shape of healthcare provision. In a world where we've got patients going to doctors with perhaps even more knowledge and more information about their condition or the symptoms than the doctor's got access to or that they've they've trained and learned on are we seeing a world in which the patient can almost bypass that primary care 
you know, does the, do we throw questions over the role of the GP now? The very nature of GPs being that you've got a broad um, set of knowledge across a number of different symptoms and disease areas and not necessarily the depth of that knowledge that you would expect for a specialist. So are we getting to a point with, with diagnostics and wearables and interpretation of that data, as well as a motivated and confident patient, that actually they, they, they're not really getting anything from that, that GP interaction. Maybe they're already getting diagnosed or even, even predictive texts. They're, they're, they're already using the tech to understand what the condition is and then jumping straight to the specialist and secondary care. You know, I think that might be a longer term, but an interesting shift in, in healthcare provision. Whenever we do things um, for patients and are patient focused, one of the things that really interests me is, is making the story tangible for them. So in pharma, it's all very scientific, you know, within the therapy area, it's all very scientific, but making that um, digestible in, in, a, in its, you know, in a more consumer form, I think is one of the most exciting opportunities that we have. And it sort of bridges what we've been talking about in terms of making a story that's both health and science, but also relevant in today's society. Some of the most exciting projects that I've worked on have been the games um, whereby we introduce this idea of, of treatment and never, never referencing the actual brand itself, but what we do is we say the beneficial um, the beneficial ways that you use your treatment, bringing that to life in a story that's a full game, that's felt like playing a game. I think often in games, uh, in healthcare, we dilute it so much, we lose the fun. And, and that's one of the things that I've always tried to do is, is make pharma or make healthcare seem popular culture. I think one of the things I often reference is, is what we do is almost unpopular culture. You know, when we think about some of those therapy areas that we work for, when we think about, you know, the mental illness, when we think about the people that actually this is talking to, we have to start talking slightly differently. We don't want to be corporate masses talking to them about, you know, the benefits of our treatments. We want to understand more about them and what it actually means to them in their daily routines and their daily, you know, their daily lives. This is where data, this is where, you know, this, this social connectivity online all comes to the fore and, and better than ever, we can actually make those stories count. And, you know, that's the exciting thing for me is, is this middle ground, this way of, of being able to both straddle this health and straddle the, the consumer a little bit. I guess the, the, the most exciting thing is, is having one foot in both camps, you know, having the science and having the, the popular culture and, and, and bringing all of that together in a way that actually speaks to the people that are using it. Um, some of the projects that I've done have been um, teaching kids about um, or giving kids something back with their therapy area. In one game that we created for um, children with uh, growth deficiency, the whole game was geared up to be empowering. So it didn't necessarily teach them about their condition, but one of the, the aspects of the story that I wanted to create was the fact that these kids were shorter than the average kids. You know, they're more um, open for bullying. 
potentially, you know, and, and I think the injection that they were given was was simple, yes, but still painful. I read on blogs, you know, uh, about parents saying about this this treatment that they were given that there was tears, it was it was uncomfortable for them. It was something that they had to get used to, you know, with this treatment. And I think this game mechanic allowed us to have a better conversation to facilitate, you know, a conversation between the parents and the child and say, look, this is going to make you better. It also allowed a community spirit for the children to be able to see other kids around them who are on this uh, treatment grow, improve, um, and, and it gave them something special. So it wasn't necessarily saying that you are special, you are different to everyone else. It was more of a, a, a an empowerment message to say that, you know, you are getting better or this treatment is going to make you improve or or whatever. But the whole game mechanic was geared up for this, this empowerment message. And I think that is something that we absolutely must strive for whenever we try and do these kind of apps and try and do this... Um, kind of communication to certain uh, patient groups that we absolutely speak the language that they're used to and but make it tangible within the realms of what we want to do with their treatments and their healthcare. care.